During the bleak winter months, the views up and down the Sugar Fork changed dramatically. With the loss of its luxuriant and lavish leafy canopy, the forest revealed its normally veiled ridges and hollows, crests and gorges, veils and basins, a landscape carefully concealed during every other season. Abby Randolph gazed down the valley with her attentive dark brown eyes. The oldest of Nate Randolph's five daughters, she was tall for her age and considered one of the most eligible girls in the entire area. She was pleased that the curves for which she had prayed so long were beginning to blossom. Her dark brown eyes sparkled above a radiant smile, and her thin, soft face, framed by glossy, shoulder-length auburn hair, neither exposed nor revealed the harshness of running a homestead in the wilderness. The arduous life of the Highlanders often hardened and creased the faces, souls, and hearts of those less hardy than she. However, of recent she had begun to worry that her facial features would begin to show the signs of the stresses from the responsibility of having to complete the myriad tasks previously accomplished by her mother. Added to this was the never-ending burden of her schoolwork. The combination of chores and study made her days significantly longer and more difficult, not to mention making her relationships with her younger sisters testier and increasingly strained. It won't be long before we start seeing some spring weather, at least according to the farmer's almanac, she thought. Her family had not kept up with the almanac in previous years because their old friends Lafayette and Dove Faulkner intimately familiarized themselves with the entire publication and made sure their neighbors knew all the applicable particulars. Mr. Leif, as she and her sisters called him, though he was more than eighty years old, had been Abby's ride to town to attend school for as long as she could remember. His passing that spring after a horrible bout of double pneumonia, an illness which killed the majority of those it struck in the mountains, was particularly distressing to her. Premature death was a reality of life for the mountaineers of western North Carolina. Abby knew women frequently died during or after childbirth, as had her mama a year and a half before. Children often went to sleep, permanently, long before they had a chance to grow up, as had been true with her three little brothers. Tragical, she thought, as she sighed. No good lingering on the past. At least Mr. Leif lived a good long life. She was trying to comfort herself. But I still miss him in a powerful way. Dove, his wife of more than sixty years, they married when he was twenty and she only thirteen, died in her sleep only two weeks after her husband. It were a broken heart what took her, Maddie Satterfield, the local healer and midwife, told the girls. I'll miss her. We was the dearest of friends for over fifty years. It took her that long to get me going back to church at least once in a while. Abby used the back of her wet hand to brush her long hair away from her face. What is it about this time of year I don't like? She felt her nose crinkle as she pondered the question. Yes, it's cause it's so blame gray and dull. But spring's not far off. Can't wait to see the flowers and baby rabbits and newborn birdies. She stood up and extended her back to stretch out her cramped lower back muscles. 
That's what I like about spring. It represents new life and a new start. It's like washing off the old. That's what I need. The morning air was crisp and cold, and from time to time Abby would hold her hands close to the fire roaring underneath a huge black pot. A nearby wire held the bed linens and towels that had already been washed, while another wash line held one-piece underwear that looked like a family of ghosts swaying in the breeze. Although Abby detested washing clothes, as the oldest, she was responsible for the entire operation. It involved smearing the clothes with soft lye soap, then thoroughly boiling them in the wash kettle, which was hung above the fire on a tripod. Then the clothes would be laid out on a washing bench their pa had made from a huge virgin white oak trunk and pounded out with a paddle. After that, the clothes were smeared with the soap once again and plunged back into the hot water where they would be scrubbed vigorously. That boiling and rinsing completed the cycle.